Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. A couple things before we get started. The first of which is if you hear just general banging around of like windows, doors, it's incredibly windy and gusty outside. So I don't have any rooms in the house that don't have windows. Ergo, I don't have anywhere to escape the window banging. (laughs) Alas, I live in an old creaky house. Uh, The second thing is if you hear random jingling like this. I'm wearing a pirate sweater, and if you're like, what's a pirate sweater? It's got like a treasure chest and coins attached to it and sequins, and Bear said that if I ever have to get checked into a nursing home, this is the sweater to wear, because yeah, I do, I look a little senile, but also just so excited to be alive in my pirate sweater. Okay, so what we're going to do is find your enough number today. So in business, there is how much money you have to to take the business um, from one month to the next and then to pay taxes and all that good stuff and then to have an enough number for your salary. And that's what we're going to do instead of just like, I don't know, I just take whatever's left over at the end of the month because that's inevitably like $400 and not um, coming from a place of, oh, this is how much I actually have to withdraw and we're going to dive into the numbers. I also want to tell you that this is an experiment. So this would be a paid class, but then you would never actually do it because it would be one more thing that you mean to do, but you never get around to doing. So please treat this like this is no big deal. This is just a regular average Tuesday sort of podcast but grab a notebook and do the work. If you would like to purchase this class in workbook form so that you actually like write these down and complete the tasks instead of just listening, I want you to go to kristenkelp.com slash enough and get it for 10 bucks. So again, this is an experiment. The trend right now and for the past few years has been not just to give away free reports or PDFs, but to make podcasts and courses and programs and challenges and audio and video and give it all away for free. And that is exhausting. I am exhausted. So if you want to listen and scribble on your own paper, great. 
go for it. Um, you can leave a tip if you actually do this, if and when you actually do this, because most people avoid it at kristenkelp.com slash podcast. And if you'd like my help to go a step further and get yourself a rad workbook that'll help you walk through all of this, because diving into your financial health and your financial statements is incredibly intimidating, I would be happy to help at kristenkelp.com slash enough. And if you're like, how dare you charge for a thing? Or you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Or I'm confused. Or this is me modeling more of what I would like to see in the world, which is fewer people doing things for free or for exposure dollars. So less content marketing, which is basically just working for working for free, less working for absolutely free, more making things that are truly useful and more uh, offering things that are not just a ploy to build your email list. So I give you this free thing that is incredibly valuable. And then later, I hope that you'll buy something, which is like, well, if you didn't buy this incredibly valuable thing, then why would you give me money later? So I want you to be on my email list because you dig what I have to say and what I'm trying to do, not because I have the most free things available because Jesus Christ, we do not need more free things. And we do not need bigger and bigger and bigger buy-ins and opt-ins for email lists. I do not need you to give me a thousand dollar program for free. I just, I just want to connect with people that are like, I'm doing stuff and I'm going to give you absolutely no incentive. I just want you to put your email in the box because you can, and because you'd like to hear from me and that's it. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, this is a small part of me being the change I wish to see in the world. So less working for free to be perfectly clear. It was not free to create this class or this workbook. And so I am not simply building my list in the hopes of giving you more free things that will no doubt end up in your downloads folder only to be found and deleted in 2027. So one of the things I learned about, um, sort of, 10 ways to stop overwhelm, which was a few episodes back, was that people have tremendous numbers of things in their downloads folder that they never use, never get around to, and they just feel bad about. And I don't want to give you any more of that. So that's enough of that. Again, kristenkelp.com slash enough, E-N-O-U-G-H. And you can pick up the workbook there for $10. Otherwise, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and let's do this thing. You can even use the hashtag enough number to show us how you do and to find other peeps who are doing the work. So again, this is about finding how much is enough. Um, and this your enough number is probably not going to be $22,000. It's not every hope and dream and aspiration that I have ever in the history of the world coming to fruition. It's not how much is it to lease a yacht every month. It is in, when you define enough, you can work from there. You get your business reaching enough regularly, and then you begin to expand. Most people want to shoot past enough into like popping bottles on a yacht, Beyonce and Jay-Z style, and that doesn't work out. Or if it does work out, you lose that money very quickly because you don't have sort of stopgap measures in place that are like, this is enough. This is what I do with enough. I take tax money. I put it aside. I have it taken out. I pay my accountant, everybody else. Like, there are systems in place that are actually fairly simple that make money easier for you and that make sure that you get paid every month and we're going to talk about them. Okay? So I hope um, that everyone I'm talking to has been to an ATM. Um, and if you're like ATM, um, automated teller machine. So I don't know what it's called in other countries. Uh, you walk up, you put your card in to the, at the bank, you get money out, whatever that's called. Uh, we know how it works. You give it your information. Um, you tell the money, the machine, how much money you want, and it gives you that currency. You don't just tell the machine you want some money. You have to tell it precisely how much you would like. 
And that same precise request making allows your business to provide the income you want. The more familiar you are with your own financial needs, the greater your chances of taking care of them. That means taking a look at numbers in a totally doable way, starting with figuring out how much it costs to keep you in business. So it's not, this is not about beating you up. This is not about um, making you wrong. This is not about pointing out how little or how much money you make. This is about what are the needs I have financially and how can my business help me meet them? Okay, so I know that you would rather hide, you would rather clean your toilet, you would rather ignore your bank account, pretend everything is fine, um, or run your credit card while doing that internal finger cross that it won't get rejected, like like fingers crossed. Um, this is the alternative to hiding from all those things that are financial and you can do it. I repeat, you got this, so let's begin. We're going to start with your business because uh, you have a little bit of space from that. Um, so your job is to remember your iPhone has a calculator, your statements are online and you can do this. So you're going to root around in your banking statements. And by that, I mean, open your bank account for your business. And if you don't have one, then open your bank account for your personal and then add that to your to-do list, right? To have a business bank account. And you're going to find every business expense that doesn't go away from month to month, monthly services and subscriptions, paying your virtual assistant, any sort of insurance like business insurance or liability insurance, accounting, bookkeeping, rent, supply costs, packaging costs, inventory costs, and anything related to keeping your online and off on, offline operations running. Again, your iPhone has a calculator, your statements are online, and you can do this. And we're going to break it down further. So you're going to make a list of your monthly services for business. I'm going to name a bunch of them but I by no means have an exhaustive list of everything that you pay for on a monthly basis. So for me, that's web hosting. You're gonna make a list of all six and how much they cost. Uh, for me, that's web hosting, email provider, meeting hosting, like I have Zoom, um, any ongoing web fees, like show it in Squarespace, charge by the month sometimes, if you don't buy the annual plan, uh, your shopping cart system, your proofing system, Anything CRM related, which is customer relationship management, uh, so like a HoneyBooks or anything that just generally manages uh, your leads, when payments are coming in, uh, those generally um, sort of business management software. Those are often service-based. So you're going to make a list of all of those and how much they cost. And remember that you can pause at any time if you're like, you're going too fast. It's okay. You can pause. <laughs> Um, the next thing to write down is the rent, mortgage, or event rental fees. Um, so you have a studio, you have a house, uh, and part of it is has your studio in it, uh, or you rent um, space on a case-by-case -case basis, or you rent an office uh, for you know two days a week, or you hold, hold workshops. Anything of that nature is going to go in your line item right here. And if you don't want to call it a line item, then you can just write down the number. It's it's not a big deal. This is, you don't have to have a spreadsheet here. Next up is your accounting and bookkeeping services. So that can mean um, if you have QuickBooks as a service, and, and then anytime you pay to meet with your accountant, the average cost of that per month, um, or if you have that all taken care of, that goes there too. Next up is any liability, malpractice, or other professional insurance. So any insurance you carry so that if shit hits the fan, 
you will not be out $12 million. You pay it monthly. Generally, that's going to go on this line item. Next up is any coaching or program fees. So um, obviously the people that I'm working with for coaching, this goes under your business expenses. Uh, but any programs that you're paying for on a monthly basis, any coaching that you're paying for on a monthly basis, any mentors, any guides, any helpers, you're going to put that in here because I don't want to forget it. Next, we have supply and postage costs. So that might mean that you have to buy shipping supplies or that you have to have packaging supplies, you have stickers, you have business cards, you're sending things, whatever that is, that's all going to go into this one item. Then you have average inventory costs. So if you have, let's say, 200 items in stock at all times, about how much does it cost to replace that inventory every month? And this is probably going to be, rather than looking at a three months, you're going to look at six months and like when, when does inventory sort of take over and have to be replaced? Uh, meaning like, obviously you're going to be busier in November because of the holidays than probably in February, if that makes sense. Unless you're a florist, at which point I'm completely wrong because February is your very most expensive month or most income generating month. Uh, next up is your assistant wages. So whether you have a virtual assistant or someone who comes and like packs boxes for $15 to $20 an hour, um, whatever that entails, you have an assistant, those wages are going to go and an average of how many hours a month they work. And then employee wages. So step up from assistant. This is someone that like has all the appropriate tax forms and all that good stuff. Those wages are going to go into a line item right here as well. And it's okay to just put a zero if this doesn't apply. Just skip it. Ignore me. Not a big deal. Not everything will apply to everyone. Next up is any sort of project-specific costs. So if I'm writing a book, there's going to be graphic design costs associated with that. Anything that's associated with funnels, with ads, with launches, um, with SEO optimization for a specific project, that's going to go here. And then we're going to put just anything else that hasn't been covered by all the other categories. So it's possible that you are an arborist and so you have to pay like, I don't know, like an, a tree inspector person to come out and that doesn't fit into any of these other things. Uh, so a tree inspector would go here. Um, whatever it is, um, like you are a member of a professional organization that has a monthly fee, you, any and everything, I'm going to give you a place to just add everything up if that makes sense. So it's, it's not that it doesn't count just because I haven't said it. It's I'm making a general template. And so if you are a maker of unicorn horns for horses, I don't know what that costs, what that entails or where you source your leather and how you go about that. But I do know that this miscellaneous catch-all category has room for you to talk about that and those costs in this space. So you're going to pause right after this and add absolutely everything up. And we're going for monthly versus annual costs simply because your income will come in on a monthly basis, not on a yearly basis. It would be much easier if you were like, I'm going to make $140,000 this year and I'm going to do it all in January and then I can just pay everything out and it'd be so simple and so clear and that's not how it works. 
So we do monthly expenses because we earn income on a monthly basis. When you add all that up, those are your total business expenses, which is your TBE. We don't have to shorten it if you don't want to. It's just a, a fancy name for your total business expenses. So you now know, once you've paused and done the math, exactly how much it costs to stay in business. This is the bare minimum you have to earn, and it's deducted from your business bank account before you can bring home a paycheck. Does that make sense? Like, if we cannot afford to pay for the cart service to be functioning, we do not have a business and cannot expect to be paid, right? So you can also look through for anything that's like, oh, I need to delete that. Now's a good time to do that as well. As a current example, my costs of running a business are $976.32 per month. If you're like, that's really fucking specific, yes, I have a spreadsheet. But for years, I was afraid of spreadsheets. I don't know why. It's just the same as a written document, but there's there are tabs and whatever. It was just too much. So I just wrote lists. So write a list or make a spreadsheet, whatever. It's fine. And then I like to round up... Uh, to the nearest hundred and then add a hundred just because I like there to be a cushion there. Like if I need to buy something on creative market for like pings for a background image for social, I don't want to have to be like, Oh my God, I'm throwing the whole thing off with my $8 purchase. Right? So you're going to round up to where it's comfortable to have a little bit of a cushion to calculate your enough number. And remember that this is a rough estimate. So if you're like, yes, but my expenses in January are much higher and in October they're much lower, you can absolutely do a forecast and get incredibly detailed. But this is to help you overcome your fear of not knowing what your numbers are and then to help you generate an enough number that provides a goal to work toward. If you already have both of those things, please stop now. Just, you're done. You're good. It's good. We're good. <laughs> you're done. So after the total business expenses, we come up with the total personal expenses. If you are aiming to get all of your bills paid by your business, you'll need to know exactly how much money you use on a monthly basis. So again, I'm going to give you this big, broad number of categories, and you are free to add in as much as you need. Your personal expenses include, I'm going to go through them quickly, and then we'll go through one by one. Rent or mortgage, electric, sewer, water, heating, internet, TV, phone, um, car insurance, gas, life insurance, health insurance, any other insurance, groceries, subscriptions, childcare, toiletries, necessities, and Netflix or other streaming service from the last month, right? So you're going to go to your personal bank account and pull up all of these numbers. Here we go. Now, again, if something doesn't apply to you, totally fine. It just doesn't apply to you. It's, it's okay. And if you are like, I don't actually have to pay for any of these things. They're all covered. I'm quote unquote in business for fun, or I'm just starting out and I don't make any money. Then it's good to know, okay, these are the business expenses. And then how much would you like to be paid? Because ultimately if you're, you're like, I'm in business, but I'm not paying myself anything that gets old real quick working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and bringing home $0 is exhausting in a way that you can't yet recognize. So even if you don't have to pay personal expenses through the business, what is it that you would like to pay so that you feel better, so that you feel compensated for your time, energy, and talent? And that's a good place to start to consider. Otherwise, if you're paying everything, um, rent or mortgage would be the first item on the list. 
right? You got this. You got this. You can fill that in. And again, you can pause at any time. Next up is electricity uh, because that's a, that's a really important one. Next up is water. Next up is heating and cooling. And if you're feeling like, oh my God, you're going too fast, please pause. This is overwhelming. KristenKelp.com slash enough. Pick up the workbook for 10 bucks and make it happen. Next up is internet, which is like right up there on the list of things that you absolutely need to be in business right now. Um, and then any costs of like cable, Netflix, Hulu, streaming services, anything that's like, I watch things on it. It's not absolutely necessary, but damn, I like it. That is next. And then your phone, the wind is very into your phone, your phone costs, um, Next up, transportation costs. So car payment, car insurance, uh, MetroCard, bus pass, subway pass, tokens, whatever it is that you need to get from place to place, transportation costs are all inclusive in that line item. And then gas, or in the Britain, petrol, tolls, or other transportation costs, the next line item. And then life Life insurance, renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, just general, all the insurances that are not health insurance are in the next line item. And then health insurance, which if you live in many places is zero. And I feel such feelings about that. But in the States, it's probably more like 600 to $1,400. Something absurd like that. Yep, yep, yep. Fill that in. Uh, toiletries and necessities are next, and this counts for the whole family. This is not just you and then your five kids are left to starve. Um, this is just generally like if you go to Target and you do not buy anything that is not required, like not even Halloween costumes, just like toilet paper, it's happening. How much does that cost for everyone? Next up, medicines, prescription, doctor's visits, anything that's not covered by health insurance is a line item here. And then we have hair and self-care. So that's um, anything that's like you get a massage, you get a facial, you get your hair done, um, you have a gym membership, you have a, a Pilates membership, whatever it is that's like, I'm taking care of me and that's how much it costs. That's your line item. Student loan payment per month, which unfortunately is a reality for many peoples. And then your credit card payments, and that's the, just the minimum balance due on the total of all of your credit cards as a line item. Childcare is a line item. And these are not in like any sort of order of importance. I'm not putting your kids at the bottom. It's, it's simply, they all go into the same number. And then groceries, just generally like we all like food. Food is good. So you're looking at, again, your bank statement so that you aren't just like $100 for groceries. And then you look and it's more like, oh, I spend $700 a month on groceries or $3,000 a month on groceries. Whatever it is, there's no shame in it. I just need that number to be based in a reality and not like, oh, I'll guess. So guessing as little as possible when it comes to something like groceries. 
And then if you have any memberships, like a gym membership, a club membership, a yoga studio membership, anything like that, that's the next line, line item. Any ongoing subscriptions you have. So for me, that's Spotify. Uh, I like to have a music subscription service with no ads. Like any services that you pay for to eliminate ads, go there. Um, any sort of like fun, happy hobby subscriptions, um, magazines, periodicals, uh, podcasts, Patreon, that all goes there. And then finally, eating out slash having fun. So whether you're going out for concerts uh, or you're just going around the corner to get bon me, whatever it is, just adding up those expenses at an average level. And again, that's a realistic number. So if you spend $900 a month eating out, that's fine, but let's not pretend that it's 200 because that's going to cause this huge disparity and you'll be like, what happened? That's what happened. So when you add all of those up, you have your total personal expenses. You know now, you now know exactly how much you need to earn to keep your personal life afloat. And if you're doing this exercise in December, so you're listening in the future, please go for an average month instead of an outrageously expensive one. So I'm not talking about you have to you don't have to have enough money to purchase like outrageous holiday gifts for your children every single month. So please go for an average month. And then you can add in, like, and then we'll save X dollars uh, to wherever you would like to save it to. But this is just about, like, getting through, managing, and it's not about, and then I put $600 a month towards savings. That's great, but that's not counted in your enough number. That's counted in your, like, things are going really well. We are not just eating ramen every night for dinner, if that makes sense. It's not that it's not important. It's just that that's not what we're doing right now. And then we're going to put them together. So you have your total personal expenses, that specific number. You're going to write that down. And then in general, you're going to know the tax bracket that you're in. Uh, I assume, because I am not Amazon and paying $0 for taxes, despite the fact that I'm a multi-billion dollar corporation and run by an asshole, um, I'm not Amazon, so I have to pay taxes here in America unlike Amazon. So it's about a 30% tax is what I assume is going to be taken out. And then anything I can get back is bonus. So you're going to take your total personal expenses and multiply it by 1.3. So that's going to add 30% so that you can save tax money each month. You do not have to do this if your accountant already does this in terms of your payroll and all that good stuff. You can just notice like, oh, they take out this much for taxes. So I'm going to write that down. So if you have an accountant that takes out all of your tax withholdings, you're going to write down that specific number that you have to save every month and just add that to your total personal expenses. But for most people, they do not have that. And so it's just your total personal expenses times 1.3. Okay. And we're going to call that your total tax number. So you're going to take your total tax number with your total business expenses. You're going to add those together and that's your enough number. So for example, don't freak out. You got this. For example, if you need $3,500 a month for your personal expenses, you multiply that by 1.3 to determine your pre-tax income number. So if you want to bring home $3,500, 
you multiply that by 1.3, you have to make 4550 in order to preserve your taxes and still get that personal expense number. So we take that 4550, that's our tax number. We add our total business expenses and we get our sample at enough number, which is 5650. Cool, because we remember that we determined we need $1,100 a month to keep the business running. So we take our tax number, our total business expense number, and we have our sample enough number. This is totally made up out of thin air, which is 5650. If you're not solely responsible for business expenses, go wild. Make a list of the expenses you're currently responsible for, you'd like to be responsible for, or the personal goal you would like to reach, and then use that as your total personal expenses number. The goal here is not for you to work for free. It's not for you to work for nothing or for exposure. And so there has to be a number there that's like, this is what I'm going to take home every month. That's what your total personal expenses number is. Because without that, you're going to lose your drive for business pretty early on. And you'll be perpetuating the often women working for free model, which is bullshit and which we're trying to break. So then you're going to write down your current enough number. Whatever it is, you're going to write it down and circle it because most people never make it this far. Honestly. Even people that have been operating for business for five, six, seven years, this is still like, oh my God, I've never figured this out before. And it's really important. Okay, and then you're going to work backwards. So you've done the hardest work already. Can we just pause and do a fucking jig and be so excited because you've done the hardest thing. You've looked at the numbers. You have a number. You know exactly how much you need to bring in each month. Again, I've been coaching for a lot of years now, and the vast majority of clients I work with do not know that number when we start. It's scary to figure out since it inevitably seems like not enough, right? But you did this, and now we get to have some fun. Let's figure out how much work you've got to do to reach your enough number each month. So this, all that math can be forgotten. We just need to know your enough number. And then hang on to that for a second because we're going to talk about products and services and what we have to do. So services, uh, what is your current bestseller and how much is it? So you're a wedding photographer, your average package sells for you know $4,200. Great, you're going to write that down. Um, you are a dog walker and you average a two-hour walk for $42. Whatever it is, fantastic, you're just going to write it down. And then if there's anything else you sell regularly, how much are those things? So if you have any sort of packages, I want you to go with your top three things that you sell. And if you're like, I do services, but I have 77 things available, holy shit, we're just going for your top four. So you're writing those down and you're writing how much they are down. So for example, um, KK on tap is $300 a month for 12 months. So it's $3,600. That's my current bestseller. Cause it's literally the only service that I sell at the moment. Done. And then if you sell products, what is the average sale of each order placed via retail means? So this is not about, let me go in and see if this card outsells this card, or if this t-shirt outsells this t-shirt, it is what is the average sale of each order placed in your store. We're going for big, broad strokes here. And then if you sell wholesale, what is the average sale of each order placed via wholesale means? Okay. 
And the trick of it is how many units of what you currently offer do you have to sell in order to meet your enough number? If, for example, you offer a service package for $700 and your enough number is $56.50, you've got to sell nine of them to meet your needs. If you do payment plans, you do the math on how many active payment planners you need to make that same goal. So if, for example, those $700 are split into two payments, instead of selling nine, you'll have to sell 18 because you have to have 18 people paying you at the same time to hit the same number. So how many clients or orders do you need monthly to have enough and to reach that number? And the trick here is no matter what, do not panic. You might be nowhere near reaching your enough number, or you might be so far past it that you just realized you can raise prices considerably. In general, if you are too busy, it's time to raise prices, and this will make you feel better about it. And if you are nowhere near reaching your enough number, you now have a specific thing to work toward. This is all good information. Armed with good information, we can make phenomenal choices about our work in the world. And this is important, so don't miss it. When you get down to simple specifics, I need to move X copies of the book or get Y clients on the calendar, your whole enterprise gets way less overwhelming. Specificity makes space for clarity instead of overwhelm. So the key to creating a sustainable and friggin' exciting business is knowing exactly what you have to do instead of giving into the overwhelm of needing more and hiding from numbers. So if you just say, I need more, that's, that's intangible and that will never, ever, ever be enough. If, however, you're like, I need four clients for month, per month instead of I need more, you see how specific you can afford to make your marketing efforts, which is so fucking specific it hurts. <laughs> so instead of trying to get 722 new sales per second, you can see clearly and easily that you only need to find 48 clients a year if you're going for four per month. Those numbers tend to make your shoulders unhooked from your ears, and they generally lead to an easier life at this moment since you're not trying to get more, 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 more indiscriminately. Knowing how much you need to your business to make each month allows you to work backward for your marketing calendar. Let's keep going with this example. So if you're booking $600 gigs, you'll need to book 10 of them to meet your needs in the coming month. And we're just using 56.50 as a number. That could be good news, like, yay, you've already booked nine, or bad news, like two are booked, ramen noodles are imminent. With the numbers clearly laid out, you can see exactly how much marketing you'll need to do in the coming weeks and months. And please don't underestimate this. Please don't just listen to this and say you'll come back to it later. It makes an enormous difference. Um, First of all, because often you think like $300 might sound like a lot, but when you're like, oh my God, what I do for $300 and I have to do that 20 times a month to make enough money, fuck that noise. I need to raise my prices. Yes. That is the point of this. Part of it is that you, you have to be compensated fairly so that you don't run yourself into the ground. And the, at the other end of that is if you only take on 12 to 15 clients a year, you are simply trying to get one maybe two clients a month, and that needs to be provide your entire enough number when you do that. That's going to change your pricing accordingly. Because you now know precisely how many spots you need to book, you can use your marketing calendar to proactively plan incentives, cross-promotions, sales, specials, or word-of-mouth referral promotions. By thinking ahead and marketing consistently, you'll keep your calendar brimming with business. You're now armed with numbers, 
You can see exactly how much you have to make, and you can work backwards to see exactly how much you've got to sell. I know it's tempting to hide behind hope, but facing the numbers is your first step toward making your business into an ATM and a damn nifty one at that. Tune in for part two, steady versus experimental income in two weeks. Or if you're listening in the future, you can check it out now. And again, if this is overwhelming, if you're like, oh my God, I need to do this, but I would like help. You can get yourself the workbook that'll walk you through all of this uh, at kristenkelp.com slash enough. And again, this is me modeling more of what I would like to see in the world. Fewer people doing things for free or for exposure dollars, less content marketing, more making things that are useful and not simply a ploy to build your email list. To be perfectly clear, it was not free to create this class or workbook, so I am not simply building my list in the hope in the hopes of giving you more free things that will no doubt end up in your downloads folder only to be found and deleted in 2027. That's not my job. So again, kristenkelp.com slash enough. Pick up the workbook for 10 bucks. May you be brave enough to dive in here and see exactly how much is enough. May you be able to sell exactly what you need to meet that number. May you rein in your expectations of how much is enough. May you find ways to cut costs and to market well. May you feel the peace that comes with knowing precisely what it is you need to do next. And may you know deep in your heart of hearts that you've already got enough. You've got enough talent. You've got enough energy. You've got enough time to do what it is you're here to do on this earth. So let's do it already. Thank you so much, and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.